Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today on Tuesday Tales, Mules in the Dungeon. Way back in the day, as I've mentioned many times here, I got started with the Holmes Blue Box Basic, which was the first basic edition put out by Dr. Eric Holmes. It was essentially the first clarified and simplified rule set intended to introduce players to the game who were not familiar with it. That was the edition I started with because my brother Robert had read about it somewhere and convinced me to get it, as I'm the one who had an income from mowing lawns. I was the money guy, the financier, and so I purchased the game, we brought it home, and we began our dungeon delving. Way back in the day, our early dungeons were death traps, full of arrow traps along a 60-foot corridor and pits and spikes and what have you. As time wore on and we encountered other people to play with, we ended up with enormous parties of people. And rather than hire the hirelings and have them wait with the mounts and beasts of burden outside the dungeon, we just all went down in the dungeon. I can remember one long corridor and a corner and having, I don't know how many mules we had, but we'd be leading mules and we'd have retainers with crossbows and guys carrying torches and somebody dealing with the mules and all because of the listing for horses in the Holmes Blue Box says... Mules can often be taken into dungeons, and they can carry 3,500 gold pieces. Horses can usually carry more, but lack the ability and calm necessary for dungeon expeditions. So mule is listed under horse, and is compared to a draft horse for speed and hit die. And so we had a bunch of mules. I don't remember how many mules we had but we were quite optimistic about how much treasure we were going to find in the dungeon to have that many hirelings and so forth. And all of our encounters were kick open the door, overwhelm what it was in there, and take their stuff. When we ran into a gelatinous cube, we'd throw torches and oil at it and wait for it to burn so that we didn't have to get close. And then we'd take whatever was inside it. But the realism of taking a mule underground into a narrow passageway where you have to fight there may not be enough room for it to turn around what if you've got to run you've got all this investment in your mule all the equipment and food and whatever else it's carrying for example it can carry all your spikes and hammers and 10-foot poles and rope and so forth that you use along the adventure but we never expected to find things like pit traps that were insurmountable or a rope bridge that there's no way a mule could cross. Had the person running the game thought of such things and presented us those challenges, it would have totally changed the game. And I don't remember how many different dungeons we did something like that, but it was get all the guys we can and just overwhelm the dungeon. Nowadays, if a party decided to try something like that, there'd be all kinds of things 
that I would do as a game master to thwart their plans. There would be narrow passages too narrow for a laden mule to go through. Maybe the mule could go through if you take all the stuff off. But then you've got to struggle to get all the stuff passed through this narrow passage. Whether it's blocked by, say, a block trap that has fallen and lain in place for centuries. But it doesn't completely block the passage. Or have some trap that's triggered by a large weight that none of the players are heavy enough. But by golly, that mule sure is. Or have a chasm that has to be crossed and there's no other way around that the party knows about. Maybe there is no rope bridge. Or if there is a rope bridge, it's not one that a mule could cross. While sure-footed, tightrope walking mules is not something I've ever heard of. And we did other ridiculous things. I can't remember. It fades into the mists of time. But there were lots of different things we did. We had lots of different characters. I don't recall who my first character was. It was probably a halfling, as that was about the time the Rankin-Bass Hobbit cartoon came out. I still like that cartoon. I like it so much I got a copy of it a few years back off of Amazon. And I had all manner of characters. But it wasn't until we had advanced that I've got surviving characters. And there was a lot of character death. I know that much. That may be why I don't remember too many of my pre-AD&D characters. But as Advanced Dungeons & Dragons came out, first the Monster Manual, we had more monsters then. Then the Player's Handbook, more classes and so forth. And then once the Dungeon Master's Guide came out, we didn't need the Holmes Blue Book anymore. And I believe I've mentioned those things before. And as I went off to college, I know I mentioned this before, I gave my Holmes Blue Box, the smashed flat box, and the loose cover rule book to my youngest brother. He still has it, I'm sure. His boys have it somewhere. I tried to find it last time I visited him, but one of my nephews had it. Who knows where it might be now. But since then I've picked up a couple Holmes rule books and a box in halfway decent shape just for the nostalgia of it. I'm not much of a collector, but I did want to rebuild parts of my collection. So now that I'm rambling, what are your stories from back in the day? Have you taken mules down into the dungeon? Did that work out for you or did that lead to disaster? Or did you leave the mules with hirelings outside? Did the hirelings stick around or did they go off with your mule and horses? That could go so many different ways. I'm getting to where some of the more memorable stories of back in the day are running thin. I'll keep doing Tuesday Tales as long as I can keep remembering stories from back in the day. But if I run out of interesting stories from back in the day or from more recent times of my own games I've run or more recent games I've played, I'll have to switch the focus for Tuesday. And as always, if there's any topics you'd like me to touch on in my podcast, please call in and let me know. I thank you all for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. 
To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to multiverse.world by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on!